0: Welcome to the Afternoon Show. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for uh, joining me today. Gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. We've got some lips in the studio that will speak some knowledge. <laughs> Dr. Andy Scudding is my guest. He's a, a psychology professor at uh, North Central University. Andy, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for comparing me to a jewel. You are a jewel. I think so. Wow. I think so. Well, Andy, I want to talk today a little bit about emotional intelligence. I, I think everybody knows great. about an IQ, and IQ is you know how well you remember facts and figures and can do analysis and process stuff. But yeah. emotional intelligence is kind of a different, different deal, isn't it? It is a very different deal. Please explain the the difference.
1: Well, EQ. Well, IQ is is what you're born with, right? If you're born with a 100 IQ, which is completely average. There's not much you can do to change that. That's your. Well, don't
0: make it personal.
1: Well, oh, man, I wasn't speaking specifically oh, to your. Okay, IQ, you're kind of looking my I'm, direction. I'm sure your IQ is way off the charts. Okay.
0: well, it's either <laughs> a look at you or Nat, the producer, so yeah. or the window. Nat's which, really smart, by the way. Hey, well, he's wow. super smart. Good for he's Nat. Like an engineer and really smart. Speaks like three languages. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, I speak one language moderately well.
0: Yeah, one of his
1: languages is Polish. Very impressive. Yeah.
0: You should Nobody also s- learn love language. Uh, I'm yes, but I'm also never said I'm good at any of my languages, but I am fluent. Well, yeah. All right, let's get off, Nat. <laughs> we'll get back to him Poor after Nat. the break.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it, it, intel- your intelligence quotient is, like I said, it's a, it's a genetic piece of you. Okay. It's it's what you're born with, and there's there's very little indication anywhere that suggests that you can improve your IQ. Okay. You, know, you can't go into college, go into high school, go into grade school. You don't leave each one with a higher IQ. It's relatively the same throughout your entire life span. Okay. But EQ is something I think you're born with to a certain extent, your emotional intelligence. Um, but that is certainly something that you can do something about to improve. That's a score that you could increase or, or decrease depending on you know what kind of thing you're looking at. Um, but it's really, a, it's partly born out of experience. It's also partly born out of what you're willing to learn about not only yourself, but about
0: others. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say you, you can learn and improve your, your EQ, your emotional um, intelligence, it's there are certain things that you might find yourself having said in the past that if you stop saying those things, your EQ probably will go up right away. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And I'd like to talk about some of these things. I actually listened to a pretty interesting lecture, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Carter, and he was giving some illustrations of the kinds of things that people with a low EQ might say. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that caught my interest because sometimes you hear things being bantered around the holidays table. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's old, uh, old habits come out. Right. Yeah. So an expression like, why can't you just... Yeah. And then fill in the blank. <laughs> why, why can't you just eat
1: with your mouth closed? <laughs> I, I learned that one at a very young age. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I know I know my mom and dad are out there listening in Colorado. So thanks for teaching me that that rule. But yeah, you're right. We we say things like that without considering how how might the other person feel. That's one of the hallmarks of EQ is putting yourself in someone else's shoes. It's,
0: it's, a, l- a, little, it's a little narcissistic, isn't it? It's very narcissistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's another one. Uh you're gonna do what? Yeah.
1: Which is which is a clear suggestion that whatever you chose to do is the wrong thing in my yeah. opinion. You're going to do you're going to go caroling outside at night. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, but wow. a higher e a higher EQ would say, Well, l- let's maybe discuss this choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, give me your perspective as to why you want to carol uh tonight when it's going to be, you know, twenty nine below, for yeah. example. Yeah, I, I that's way, a, that's a fair below.
1: question actually if it's 29 below why you want to go caroling outside. <laughs> but
0: even how you but your
1: point is how how you phrase that is is really the key. Why would you want to go do that instead of maybe saying, "Help me understand the reasoning for you wanting to to do x y or z." Uh-huh. Or "Help me understand how you feel about that because I don't think I know." Right? That's that's a much more emotionally
0: intelligent way of asking somebody why do you feel that way what's your problem oh just the tone you're using me with right now too, oh yeah is, yeah it's just harsh tone is really important oh, tone is really important but you know you're gonna do you're gonna do what mm-hmm. you know I think we've all heard that before and oh, it's yeah. never I don't think it's ever felt good and I'm not well, I'm not being critical no. of people who have said that but if we're gonna have a slight if we if we want to try to raise our EQ level right Andy yeah. there, there are some steps we can take
1: oh sure one of, the, one of the, like I mentioned earlier, one of the hallmarks of improving your EQ is opening yourself to other people's experiences and mm-hmm. how they might be feeling or how they might be perceiving. That's one. Um, another great step is to think about yourself, actually, in the way of how am I feeling right now and naming it. You don't have to name it to like your neighbor or whoever's ever sitting in the room with you. You know, like if you're in an argument or a deep discussion, you might have to just ask yourself, how do I really feel about this? Self-awareness is a huge part of emotional intelligence, understanding where you're at emotionally and where the other person is emotionally and learning how to read their cues. So something you can also do to improve your EQ is if you're, you know, you're thinking about like a good friend or uh, maybe a spouse or a child, um, a coworker, and you feel like you often don't get them it is incumbent upon you to maybe ask them more specific questions. How do you really feel about this? And if they say, well, I've told you that before, then you can maybe say, I know you have, but I wasn't listening well. Mm -hmm. And I want you to explain it to me now. Um, That's that's hard for us to do because, you know, we tend to be defensive and want to be right. I mean, I look at myself, that's probably my default. Whenever I'm critiqued or criticized by anyone, it's, well, I can't, can't possibly be me it's probably somebody else that's not very that's not a very emotionally diligent response yeah <laughs> i mean it's not and helping yourself understand others by putting yourself
0: in their shoes is really beneficial mhm all right what about an expression like this uh, andy okay that's what uh, you want to think <laughs> that's really saying okay i think what you are thinking is dumb pretty much if you so, want, to, I guess if that's what you want to think.
1: Yeah, it's kind of passive aggressive. You're and, kind of done with the person at that point, too, aren't you? Right. I I, don't, I really wouldn't want to talk anymore with you if you said that to me and, yeah. and meant it. Well, yeah. That's how you're going to think. I mean, that's part of the problem with our, you know, our just kind of national discourse about all kinds of things right now. Yeah, we write each other off
0: very quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's an expensive check to write, too, because that's it's a
0: relationship that you at the could cost be of the burning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, here's another one. I had no other choice. Well, yeah, that's a tough one. Cuz you generally do have plenty of choices. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Right?
1: I didn't have a choice. I had to steal that stuff. Well, actually, you <laughs> didn't you didn't yeah. have to do that. You didn't have to you didn't have to lie to me. You could have told me the truth about how you feel. That's another piece of emotional intelligence is just plain old honesty mm-hmm. and being being forthright with your feelings. And if you're worried about hurting the other person, then you have to think of it in, in two ways. Number one, is it is it hurtful to them, but it will be beneficial in the long run? You know, kind of like doing exercises. They're not always comfortable, but they're good for you. Um, and so you, you need to do that. You need to be honest. And particularly at this time of year, right, when it's the holidays, and I, I fully realize this is a weird holiday. This isn't normal. Um, but even if you're Zooming with your relatives and things get awkward or somebody says something hurtful or offensive, I think it's really important for us to be able to tell someone else how you truly feel. I, I, feel, I feel bad about that or I feel hurt when you say those things to me. We, we have to be honest about our own feelings too because if you hide them, you're, you're not helping the other person learn anything and you're certainly not helping them understand you. Because you're not being genuine.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. I want to make sure the listeners can partake in this discussion. You have a question about emotional intelligence. Different from IQ, it's emotional intelligence. And that is something you're not necessarily born with. You might have been around the kinds of behavior that, you, that were modeled that you are replicating, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's probably the, where you learn a lot of this emotional intelligence. But you sure. can be an agent of change effective tonight. Uh, regarding how you talk. And if you've caught yourself seeing one of these expressions in the past, there are other ways to mine information by asking questions and saying, uh, tell me more, help me understand how you oh, feel. Absolutely. Um, and that's going to be a, a bridge builder. And of course we want to be always building bridges and not uh, putting up things that are going to be tearing relationships down. Right. Yeah. All right. Especially when your bridge is a zoom call. No kidding. Or a cell phone. Yeah. So if you have a question, let me know what it is, 877-933-2484. We're talking about emotional intelligence, EQ? EQ. EQ. Very interesting. Dr. Andy Scuttinga is my guest. He's a professor of psychology at North Central University here in the greater twin cities of Minneapolis St. Paul. After a short break, we'll be right back. <music> Back with Dr. Andy out. We're talking about emotional intelligence, EQ. If you have a question about that, let me know what it is. 877 933 2484. 877 933 2484. If you uh, have heard some of these expressions before, or maybe you have even said them yourself, you might recognize that you can make changes. And that's a lovely thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's one of my favorites, Andy. Uh, this line. Well, how do you think I'm supposed to feel? <laughs> that's a that's a terrible thing to
1: say to somebody. How do you say it again? How do you how think, do you think I'm, I'm supposed, supposed to, be, to I'm feel? I'm supposed to feel. I wouldn't even know how to answer that. It's a it's an impossible question to, to It's not even a. Yeah, I guess it is a question, but it's impossible mm-hmm. because you're saying tell you're saying tell me how I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> but <laughs> how? But. Whenever someone tells you how you're supposed to feel, it just makes you mad. That's not going to yeah. work. You need to feel happier about this. It's almost Christmas. Right. You need to be grateful for all the things that you have. I'm trying to use, like, mom and dad voices if
0: you can't tell. Yeah, but it's, it's if you did something that annoyed me and I said, well, how do you think I'm supposed to feel? I'm instantly making it about me, Right. right? Yeah. And is that going to be building the bridge to the relationship or am I going to be putting up a, a couple more bricks on that wall between the two of us? And those are big bricks. Okay. You
1: know, that's a great, it's a great question to ask like a, a three-year-old or a four-year-old who's learning how to handle other people, mm-hmm. right? How do you think it would make me feel if you did that to me or, you know, something along that lines? So those are, that's great for little kids. But when you're dealing with another adult, that's, yeah, that's a big brick. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, through your window. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Um, you say if uh, <laughs> you can believe that. Right. So <laughs> no, whatever <It's>, you know. <laughs> Clearly, it's a lie. Yeah. So Andy said he's uh, you know bringing the uh, turkey to Christmas. If you can believe that. Right. Yeah.
1: What? A, that's just a harmful comment to say to, to somebody or to say about somebody. If you can, if you can believe that. Yeah. He said he was sorry. If you can believe that.
0: Yeah. Clearly, he's he's really not sorry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there is some woundedness there that's not getting resolved and not being expressed and not being shared. Right, fair,
1: yeah. And and like I, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, it we can't expect other people to read our minds, even though we think it might be obvious that our body language or our words are being very clear. It's that's not always a, a fair stance to take. Sometimes you are not as clear as you think sometimes you whoever you're dealing with might be dense um emotionally they may not have the ability to uh, to to watch you look at you and understand so to some degree it is it's it's upon ourselves to be more honest and direct with our feelings and we don't have to do it in harmful hurtful ways we can we can explain calmly how we feel and again that's sometimes harder to say than it
0: is to do Mm-hmm. andy a listener as asking, how does personality play out with emotional intelligence? I'm specifically thinking of the Myers Briggs type of personality categorization.
1: Oh, sure. Um, I, that's an interesting question. I, I don't. I have interesting I, listeners. Yeah, you yeah. Do, uh, yeah. There's always great questions on the show. I Thank really, you. I, that's why I like doing this. There's always something interesting to answer, um, and sometimes I don't really know the answer either. I, I'm. I think. Your, your personality is somewhat tied to your emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. but only to, a, only to a limited degree, really. Because an introvert or an extrovert, it really doesn't matter if you're an E, an I, an N, an F, or a P. You know, sometimes feelers are more in tune with feelings. They might have a higher level of EQ, but they might have they might score some negative points in terms of being able to express their emotions. They might be very in tune with understanding theirs and yours, but being able to talk about them is an impediment for them. So I'm not sure that personality always is, is really closely tied to the level of emotional intelligence somebody has. Um, otherwise, we'd be able to look at Myers-Briggs scores, for example, and say, well, the ENFPs, they have by far the best levels of emotional intelligence. Well, I, I was an ENFP. I, I, guess, I probably still am. Um, Would you
0: say what that is again?
1: Yeah. ENFP is just one of the 16 designations on the Myers-Briggs. Okay. So it's like extroversion, um, Man, I don't remember. I have looked at a Myers Briggs for a long time. That's okay. Um, but it's it's like your uh, introspection versus man. Yeah, somebody should just send that in quick and yeah, and, and remind up. us. I don't remember now. Yeah, but that's that's what my score was, and that even the Myers Briggs is, is a. I don't recommend you put too much stock into that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Myers Briggs folks, but. It's not as reliable and valid as it used to be when it when it first came out. Now millions and millions of people have taken it, so you have to use that with a grain of salt.
0: Okay. How about this expression? And I think I'm guilty of this, and I want to stop saying this. Um, everything is great, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a certain, yeah. There's a certain way I want you to respond. You're right. So uh, be happy with me. Well, or uh, I heard you got a new job. Everything's going good, right? Actually, no, my new job is terrible <laughs> yeah, but it's like all of a sudden i'm trying to get my needs met by having you respond in a in a way which I want you to respond because right. I want to hear something positive, yeah. I want to hear something that's not good, so that new job it's going good right yeah it, it is kind of a selfish way to, to ask a
1: question sorry bill
0: no i do i, I,
1: <laughs> I, I <laughs> but it's it's true because you're you're wanting something out of the other person you're wanting in that case you Probably wanting a positive, everything's great, right? In other words, you're saying everything should be great. You have a new job or you have a new house. Everything's great, right? You have a new girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you should be happy about those things. And the implicit message is you can't say anything negative right now because I don't really want to hear that. Yeah. That's the implicit message. But you're also not
0: creating an environment where they can respond in the way they'd like to. Right. I mean, it's like I I don't want to disappoint you. Yeah, things are going okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you going to watch the game tonight? I yeah. mean, it's like it's not a very good connection. It's not a good no, interaction. No, it's not. And it's like when you ask somebody, hey, how's it going? And they say,
1: okay. And you say, well, that's awesome. I'll see you later. Right? You know, it's, <laughs> it's along those same lines. You're yeah. Not, you're not being genuine. And you shouldn't ask people questions like that unless you really are in, interested in the answer you know it's it's common courtesy to ask somebody how are you doing or what's what's up or what's going on or something mm-hmm. like that but we really have to be careful again emotional intelligence dictates that you
0: process their answer however it comes out i know so a person with a higher eq might say hey i heard you got a new job how's it going right yeah, that's a
1: that's a great way to do it because you're allowing them to say whatever they want um even even approaching them and say, hey, you got a new job. How's it going? You know, you're all excited yeah. about it. And they, even then they're going to feel the pressure to be like, oh, gosh, my friend is really happy for me. Yeah. but I, I hate
0: my new job and my, my boss is a tyrant. Yeah. And I'm up to my ears and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't understand. And I'm feeling panicked. You know, there are all kinds of things. I'm right. talking about my radio job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but it is uh, interesting. Well, You can change your EQ level a little bit by... Uh, being more careful with how you phrase questions. Sure. And and, and another part of it is
1: being careful how you f- talk about your own feelings and your own emotions and your own thoughts and expressing them in ways that aren't meant to overpower the conversation, aren't meant to dictate the terms of the conversation or change the way the other person's perceptions are about the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It, Another piece of emotional intelligence, too, is is learning how to c- control your emotions as well, you know, and that's incredibly important when you're having a difficult holiday discussion about some old family issue that's never been resolved, or you you made them maybe the mistake of talking about politics at the family gathering again, and yeah, it's post-election, but everybody's still kind of stinging or elated depending on what side, you know, what side you fell upon. I just did the finger quotes for yeah. everyone who I can't saw. see me at all. I saw. Um, so, you know, it's it's the challenge for holiday gatherings. Here's your challenge, everyone. Go to go to gatherings and be willing to hear the others, the other family members, the other friends. Take a moment to, to hear them and to, to watch their faces and to study their body language. And if you do ask, how are things going for you? Watch, you know, if their shoulders slump and they say, oh, it's great then you know they're lying mm-hmm. and ask them hey you know well, is it
0: really that great they don't want to fully disclose how how it how it's going sure
1: and sometimes yeah. people do that to protect themselves because they they don't want to engage in that type of conversation we have to be respectful of that too you know if if uncle marty shows up at the holiday gathering and seems pretty down and you're like hey uncle marty how you how you, you doing okay And mm-hmm. he says you know i don't really want to talk about it right now mm-hmm. that's fair then okay maybe he doesn't and maybe say well let's get together next week or maybe i can call you or let's let's catch up you know, because they may be telling you the truth there um and we have to we you know it's a difficult dance but that's part of developing your eq is
0: being genuine and honest with people mhm all right i want to let uh, listeners know that if you have a question or a comment please uh, text it to me 87793324 84 eight, eight, Dr. Andy Scudding is my guest. He's a psychology professor at North Central University. Uh, we got to go to break here in two minutes, Andy, but I'll get started on this one. How about this comment? Well, aren't you being sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, oh, that's, such, a, that's there's such a terrible line. There's a, a certain question. way you were supposed to feel. And you didn't feel that way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm now saying, well, aren't you being sensitive? Right. That was meant to be a funny joke about you.
1: Not, I wasn't supposed to hurt your feelings. Get over it. Right. I mean, that's basically what you're saying. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I want to be very clear to every listener out there. I've done every single one of these things, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I, you know, anything I say is coming from probably Experience. experience and a mistake on my own part. Um, but yeah, we have to be really careful, and if if we've hurt somebody, yeah, we have to we have to listen and be able to understand why they why they feel that way. And sometimes, when we've done that, it's we, it's painful for us to hear that about ourselves because mm-hmm. we realize, wow, I was I was a really insensitive jerk at that moment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I and I shouldn't have been. Yeah, and that's a lesson that takes a long time to learn.
0: Well, the good news is about EQ, your emotional intelligence, is it can change, you can improve, and it can start as early as today. It's just mm-hmm. really how you frame what you say and, and how you interact with people that you love and care about. And maybe we can sharpen our focus a little bit. We'll take a little break when we come back. Lots more with Dr. Andy Scuttinga. If you have a question or a comment or something you'd like us to clarify because you heard us say something and you weren't sure exactly what we meant, we want to do that right now. Let us know what its seven nine three three. Two four eight four eight seven seven ninety three faith. If you don't like texting, you can email me, Bill at myfaithradio.com. So glad to have Dr. Andy Skuttinga here with me today in the studio. We are talking about emotional intelligence. You've got your uh, IQ, and then there's also your EQ, how you handle situations, what your emotional intelligence is like. Uh, Fortunately, that's something that can change pretty dramatically and quickly. And if you have found yourself maybe using one of these expressions that we've been sharing so far today, you might find a better way of saying it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's so much power in our
1: words, right? Actions always actions do speak louder than words. They're more important. But when you're sitting in a room having a conversation with people, there's not a whole lot of physical action that you can take at the moment, right? You can't mm-hmm. get up and prove that you're empathic. Yeah. You know, there's there's not like a like an empathy dance that you can do or an empathy move. You have to display it through your through your words and the kind of questions that you ask. And learning how to practice those things takes time and and effort. And there's a lot of great resources out there. I mean, just all you have to do is Google 10 tips for increasing your EQ. Mm And there'll be probably thousands of of relatively good websites that'll pop up with probably the same types of 10 things. Yeah. Because they probably came from the same three or four sources. Yeah. So like Bradbury and Greaves have a a book called Emotional Intelligence 2.0. And you can learn about your, you can take a test that you buy with the book. And kind of let you know where you score on things. And you can read Meyer and Salovey's original book
0: on that sort of thing. There's a lot of good resources out there. How about this line? Uh, Nobody says that to me. Well, that's interesting. Nobody says that to me. It's combative. Well, it's very argumentative. And that's probably not going to have a lot of discussion beyond that, is it?
1: I don't know. It depends on who you are, I suppose.
0: if, If somebody said to me, Let's say I'm John Wayne.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right. If you're John, well, then you're probably carrying a sidearm and that's a different <laughs> that's conversation, right? But no,
0: nobody says that nobody, to me. Nobody talks that way to me.
1: Well, somebody probably should. Yeah. And maybe you need to hear it from me. You mm-hmm. know, there's good responses to these types of statements too. Yeah. Like, well, I'm telling you what you need to hear. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's so kind of in your face a little bit, right? It is, but it's a good response. Well, if you care if, about somebody and if you love them and they know that, um, you, can, you can approach them with the right, I don't know, the right kind of mentality that they maybe they do need to hear something like that. And we have to be willing to be receptive to people who who we know and trust for things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. How about this expression, Andy? Um, this would never have happened if you had. Oh, wow. This would never have happened if you had. If you had kept your mouth shut. If you had kept your mouth shut, if you had done it better if you had done it correctly the first time right that's not a relational bridge builder is it no it's a a blame passing move that's Mm -hmm.
1: it's kind of a classic in a sense hey look i don't take any responsibility for this this is on you Mm -hmm. this i would have never gotten so angry if you hadn't done this i would have i would have never been hurt if you hadn't done this and yeah, those aren't relationship-building types of statements at all. They're they're wedges, and they might be defense mechanisms to say, well, I, "I look, I really don't want to deal with this. I really don't want to talk about this." I think we we do that as humans. We we often react in ways that are very defensive, that aren't directly defensive. We you know we pass blame and and we kind of shift the focus a little bit or shine the spotlight back at the person who is bringing something to our attention so that we don't have to deal with it. Our,
0: ourselves, and mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That's that's not a really high EQ type
0: of response. Mm-hmm. If this situation, if this person would have responded in a higher EQ way, instead of saying this would never had happened if you had, what would be a higher EQ response? Maybe, I'm sorry this happened. How can we move past
1: it? Mm-hmm. Or what could I do differently in this situation in in the future? Mm-hmm. Or how have I impacted you? Or what did my words mean to you? Or what did my actions demonstrate to you? I think when we're, when we are able to humble ourselves and say, I could, I could be part of the problem here. You know, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm likely part of the problem here <laughs> yeah. or I am the problem here, right? When we're able to do that, it, it speaks volumes to the other person in the relationship. Even if it's a shallow relationship or a very deep relationship, when you're willing to step forward and say, I'm taking ownership of my part of this. It speaks volumes to the other person, and it can be a very powerful way to indicate, look, I, I care for you, or I love you, or I
0: want to be a better person for you. Mm-hmm. Those are those are powerful things. It seems like, uh, Andy, a lot of these lines that we're talking about are the result of a lot of exasperation. Sure. I mean, you're maybe at your wits end. Oh, this never would have happened if you had right. done it right in the first place. Yeah. And just called that guy that we told, that I said you should call. Then you had to try sure. to fix it yourself. Never yeah. would have happened if we just would have called Steve. Right? Yes. Or Steve is. this would have never happened
1: 15 years ago. Oh, right. Right? Or right. 20 years ago. Right. Or you talked to your parents. This would have, I wouldn't be here if you hadn't done right. X, X, Y, or Z. And, and that's it's a blame game, isn't it? Oh, and it's so unfair because how much life has happened in between there. Mm-hmm. There's so many different variables in life that it's really difficult for anybody to point to one incident that long ago and say my whole life changed because of this. Obviously some people do have those types of stories. Um but but if it hadn't happened what course would your life have taken otherwise? You still might have made a lot of the same mistakes that you did to get to the point where you're at mm-hmm. or a lot of the great choices, right? Mm-hmm. It's 2020 hindsight is is a, is both a blessing and
0: a curse for human beings. Yeah. So how can we better position ourselves so we're not as defensive or feel so defensive all the time? Take time to understand how you feel. And
1: it is okay. It is completely okay in a conversation with somebody or if you're in an argument or you're in a difficult interaction with, with one or multiple people, it's okay to say, I need just a minute to gather my feelings or gather my thoughts. hmm and we if you ever hear somebody say that to you i think it's it would be very respectful and and very kind of you to say okay and and just be patient and wait i mean how many times if we look at our own lives how many times have we been reactive instead of you know not proactive but instead of reacting we had we stop and and think about it for a second and realize wow what you just said is telling me that you're hurt instead of just shooting back something defensive sounding. Mm-hmm. So asking yourself, how do I really feel about this? And maybe even paying attention to your physical cues. You know, if someone's if if someone's talking to you and you're clenching your fists, <laughs> yeah. you're you're getting tense. Yes. You know, you're biting your tongue, you're shifting that your vein chair, your
0: forehead starting to bulge. Right, yeah. your eyebrows
1: get all mm-hmm. crunched up, and you're realizing this is just making me mad. Yeah. And as soon as you realize that, you've got to take a moment and just like, okay, I need to stop feeling and start listening again and start start hearing. And that's that's really hard to do. But, again, it's, it's a piece of – it's kind of a, a moral discipline that you have to practice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just come like, hey, tonight I'm going to be a better listener, right? Yeah. All right it doesn't you know it's like those uber eats commercials tonight i'm having broccoli and cauliflower pizza right it's you can't do that with emotional <laughs> intelligence right. but you like you said tonight you can start by trying new things and by really just just using you know the internet to come up with some easy resources yeah. that give you easy tips to
0: do yeah. right away it's sometimes what you what you don't say that can spike your emotional intelligence oh yeah because you're not giving a person, a loved one, a, the kind of response they might anticipate. Right. So, what about this one? Just knock it off. <laughs> Are we talking about like kids? Ah, no. Talking about <laughs> adult adult relationships.
1: Yeah, that. I mean, knock you, what off? That would be my first. I mean, I, that would be my first response personally. Knock what off? What? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I mean, it's knock it off is such a it's such a blanket type of statement. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be really specific. That's another piece of emotional intelligence too is is being very specific about something. I don't like it when you do this or it makes me feel bad or it makes me feel confused when you do this or say this. That's that's specific and helpful. But just saying in the middle of a of a disagreement, knock it off. Well, what am I doing? And then now you've got to now what you're what you're saying by saying what am I doing? You're letting the other party know, well, I don't even know what I'm doing wrong. And so now, now you've got a, another extra layer of, of confusion or you don't see, see, you don't understand me. <laughs> wait, there you go. Wait, what, wait, what did I do? Well, so you do you don't think even I'm know supposed what you did. Right, exactly. So, and then it goes back to how, how am I supposed to feel? And now you've said like 12 EQ, oh, nobody four said that to EQ me. things in a nobody row. Nobody says that to me. And then you're in trouble. No. <laughs> no, I have no I other choice. That. I missed I no that one. Choice. I can't believe
0: yeah. it. <laughs>
1: can't believe you just said that to me, Bill. I can't either. I think right. we need a commercial break.
0: No, not yet. <clears throat> no? Oh, okay. No, we're going to... I'll do those it's not the commercial breaks. Yeah. Oh, really? I can't yeah, even do I'm those? the host. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. How about this one, Andy? Um, when somebody's talking to you about an event in their life, uh, something that is uh, interesting to them... Um, I just had the most wonderful vacation, and you fire back with, huh, um, I remember when I took a vacation. Oh, man. I mean, you're listening autobiographically. I'm not really interested in what you're saying. I'm waiting for you to stop talking so I can start talking, and the message is, I don't really want to listen to you. Let's talk about me. Yeah, that is like the hallmark of bad communication skills. That is That emotional intelligence can skyrocket effective tonight. Yes, right? absolutely. If you don't listen autobiographically,
1: right? You even even if you're not all that interested in hearing about someone else's vacation, you still owe it to them to give them your your full attention. Mm-hmm. And we human beings are not prone to doing that very well because we're always because we're such intelligent creatures. We're thinking ahead, mm-hmm. and we are trained to think ahead. You know, you're, you're at work. You're supposed to be two steps ahead of whatever problem you're dealing with or whatever you're trying to solve, and and so that bleeds into personal conversation. We're like, well, I gotta, I gotta be ready. I gotta think about what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. And as soon as as soon as you go down that path of I've gotta think about what I'm going to say next, you're already um, some would even say disrespecting the person who's talking to you because you're not listening anymore. Mm-hmm. And let me be very clear to everyone out there. Humans are terrible at multitasking. I know many of you think, I'm really good at multitasking. I can do two things at once. But when it comes to listening to other human beings, we're terrible at it. And so you're so much better off just giving your full attention to the person. If you're worried about telling your story too, you'll have a chance and you'll remember it when they're done talking and they will feel your your presentness
0: in the conversation. Do some people think that they're showing their listener a certain connection? Well, let me tell you about my vacation, because now we can be on the same level playing field. I've had an experience like you, and because we're connecting, this is helpful. And I I think just the opposite. If somebody blurts out the, hey, I just had the most amazing vacation, I always go, well, where'd you go? Right. What would you do? Yeah. And let them excitedly tell you the details, right? Sure.
1: And I think you're not in the norm in, in Uh, in that way. Well... I mean, I, I like—I like to
0: let people talk. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's there can be great joy and 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 fun in letting people tell their stories. Mm-hmm. And sure, there's always the friend or the relative or the coworker who tells a story that's way too long, right? And 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 they have to be respectful of your time too. I mean, there's there, there's a, a middle ground for this sort of thing. You can't spend an hour telling somebody about your vacation unless they really really want to hear that much about it, mm-hmm. right? But as but as a listener, it 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 it's gold to somebody else to be to get a hundred percent of your attention. I mean, you've had this happen, Bill, where you're talking to somebody and you're telling them something, and they're looking over your shoulder, they're looking around the room, like who can I connect with next or who can <laughs> yeah. I find? And then you finish, and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, you went to Duluth, and they're like, yeah, well, I went to the Boundary Waters this summer, and I caught a twelve a pound whatever. And you're like, well, mine was, was ten, right? And there's you feel like this one upsmanship mm-hmm. from somebody else and you immediately feel, Well, you didn't even you don't even care. Mm-hmm. You were just waiting to hear my story to tell your story. Yeah. Well, what'd you do this summer? Well, I went to um you know, I went on a camping trip. Oh, that's great. Well, me and the kids, uh, you know, we went to here. I mm-hmm. Nobody likes that. That's
0: it's difficult. It so EQ low. It, it is suggest a lower EQ. Now, there's a, an instant wait starting tonight where you can, when somebody says something to you, just continue to ask for more questions, more information, and let them tell their story. Yeah. You Even, can pretend you're a radio host. Well, yeah. In the afternoons. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. It's probably really difficult. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Dr. Andy Scudding, is my guest. We'll take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion about emotional intelligence, different from IQ, EQ. If you have a question or a comment or would like to uh, jump in the conversation, the text line is 877-933-2484. Of course, I can also take an email to bill at myfaithradio.com. Be right back. Back to the show. Dr. Andy Scuttenga is my guest. He's a psychology professor at North Central University. So let me know if you got questions, comments. We'd like to take whatever you have. Um, all right. Let me uh, get back to my one of my last little points here, Andy. Then we'll move on to some questions. Cool. This is a would probably be a very painful one if you've heard this, uh, and this would be why should I even bother with you? Oh, Ouch. Man. Ouch, and if you have said that, probably a good chance your EQ is on the low side. Yeah. You're not thinking about the other person's feelings for sure, and you're kind of at that point writing them off.
1: Right, or you're very conscious of their feelings, and you're sending them a very strong message. Good point. Why should I bother with you? Man, I don't know that anyone has ever said that to me, so I I don't know if I can empathize with, with being the victim of a statement like that, but that's just... That's like a that's like a verbal drive-by shooting. I mean, you just you only you only say something like to someone if you're deliberately trying to cut them. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine just throwing that off
0: there, you know, as a a throwaway comment. Yeah, A listener just chimed in with this, Andy. That sounds like possibly a lot of people, but not all with low EQs are often often display traits that are condescending and sarcastic. Would this be an accurate assumption?
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. You know, I'm not anti-sarcasm. I can I can be as sarcastic as anybody else. And I think in the right settings, it's kind of, it can be fun to be sarcastic.
0: But you have to have, be in a safe environment right. where the person who would receive it would understand yeah. your your nature and your sarcastic comment. Oh, yeah. And it wouldn't be a sting. It would be, hopefully, funny.
1: Yeah. Hopefully. And that's why it's, it's a fine line. And a oh, lot of people fine.
0: use sarcasm.
1: It, it's... Well, uh, we've talked about this before on the show, you know, good humor always has a a measure of truth to it. And so does sarcasm, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, oh, here's another story from grandma, right? (laughs) And, you know, that's kind of a sarcastic, another great story from grandma. Here we go. You know, it's those, that can be, that can be really cutting and... Yeah, is that a is is that a hallmark of low EQ? I don't know. I think there's some very incisive people who use sarcasm as a tool to mm-hmm. get their point across. You just don't and, want to be mean. Yeah, right. Yeah, and
0: yeah, sarcasm could be very mean. It is. Uh, you ha- that's a tool that that is. You got to make sure you know how to use that one. Oh yeah, because it, it can, can be, be very funny on mm-hmm. occasion. Absolutely. And I mean, did Jesus even use a little sarcasm? What's with the you know the log in your own eye? Yeah, you could call. I think you could call that pretty high level sarcasm. That might be sarcasm. Yeah. Um. So when we think of ways in which we can improve our EQ, because uh, you say the IQ doesn't, uh, you sort of gifted that at birth, mm-hmm. and that uh, is what it is. You can certainly develop your your um, your intelligence based on the gifts God's given you, but your EQ is something that you can have significantly more control over. Right. And as we're just chatting about some of these, um, some of these expressions, uh, if you have said these before or you've heard them, you might have been using a lower EQ situation or you're dealing with someone with a lower EQ because a person yeah. with a higher EQ would want to be relational with you. They'd want to be in a right relationship with you. They wouldn't want to use put downs or anything too condescending right? or act like they're, um, they're just put off with you. Why would I even bother with this? High high EQ people
1: make you feel important and valued and worthy because they, they know you are, but even people with low EQ know that, but they're able to express it because they genuinely want to hear what you have to say. And they're able to empathize with you to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think many people are born with varying levels of, of empathy as well. That's why you, that's why not everybody is a therapist right? Because you have to have extraordinarily high levels of empathy to to, to work in in that type of setting. Um, But you can, I mean, you might think doctors and nurses have to have a high level of empathy and some don't. I mean, I knew an orthopedic surgeon who had very low empathy and pretty low EQ, but he's a brilliant surgeon, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? He, He had terrible bedside manner and he was kind of an arrogant guy, but I would be happy to let him fix anything inside my body, Right. And so some of us just have natural gifts in those areas. But again, like like we've talked about, you can there's a lot that you can do to increase your emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're out there and you're thinking, well, how do I how do I know? Well, like I said, you there's resources out there. Just just Google EQ. Um, and you know, there's books and there's, there's measurements out there yeah. that are, that are public use or that you could pay for. I, I recommend buying a book that has a test with it, uh-huh. um, or an inventory that has with it. And then you can get a really good solid answer because those mm-hmm. are, those are well
0: done yeah. in most cases. Is it sometimes hard to, to suspend history with someone? And maybe you don't ever, you don't ever want to su- suspend history. But for example, if we were having lunch and you were late 10 times and this is now the 11th time. I've got a history with you that you're going to be late for lunch, and I'm going to be generally annoyed, Yeah, right? Yeah, And then uh, when you come on the 11th time with your excuse, I might have a hard time suspending my history with you to listen to it.
1: Yeah, and I don't think you should have to.
0: I get that, but I'm saying this is probably a lot of the people listening right now. They've got a deep history with somebody, yeah, and they don't I know see. how to get out of this rut.
1: It's It's time to be honest, and it's time to not take the gloves off, but it's... Maybe to put on some work gloves and start pulling at some of those relationship weeds and just saying, look, I, it really, I'm, I'm frustrated because this is the 10th or 11th time that you've been late for lunch. And it, it makes me feel, I feel undervalued Mm -hmm. by you when, when you show up late for our engagements I feel bad when you continually show up late. Well, that, that's you, a well, good way to address it. No, I'm not being sensitive. I'm being honest. And it's pretty much a common courtesy in this country at least to be on time for for meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cultural piece that you have
0: to, to be aware of yeah. too,
1: right? But for the most part, we expect one another to be on time for things like that.
0: Yeah. I feel like you're reprimanding me right now. I thought we were friends.
1: Well you've never been late for anything. <laughs> You're usually here, and then
0: I show that's up. True. So that's true. I don't. True. I'm maybe, here in the studio. Maybe this could be an issue for us, Bill. Yeah. No, no. I'm just, I'm just kind of uh, <laughs> role playing right. because I know that there's a lot of people uh, that want to improve, want to do, have a better relationship, but they come up against these, these, uh, these headbutts. Yeah. Because you say something like that, and they fire back with something like, "Well, that's not the way it was supposed to go." Yeah. You know interestingly
1: enough you you I mean we were just doing kind of the semi role play I I recommend that you all try this with somebody that you trust you know try, if you, what? try a role play you know if you have somebody who's you're having a difficult time with and you have someone a friend or a family member who you trust who you can say can you can you help me work through this i need to practice how i'm going to how i'm going to deal with this situation mm-hmm. that that's there's nothing wrong with that at all, and, yeah. and I don't. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's an underhanded or behind the back type of thing to do to another friend, especially if they're aware of the situation that you have. Um, you, those those can be really helpful things to do, but it has to be somebody that you trust if you're going to practice things
0: like that out loud with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it never hurts to start intentionally praying for that relationship in advance of having these conversations. Oh, right, right. And 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 let God uh, be the in, the in the very middle of it. Right. The
1: truth is, it's it's so important, and even
0: when we feel like we're going to hurt somebody,
1: if you feel like you're going to hurt somebody with the truth, then you have to think hard and plan carefully how you're going to go about telling them that truth. Because it's one thing to to go to somebody and say, I hate how you treat me this way, and I hate when you do that, and I don't like it when you do that. Mm-hmm. That's that's all the truth. You do hate it, you don't like it, and you do hate when that happens. Yeah. There, that is the truth, but there's another way to say that, of course, that's... A lot gentler, you could say. I, I really, really feel this way when these things happen. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you do this to me, it makes me feel hatred for that activity that you do or that action that you have. Those words that you say—it's mm-hmm. really harmful to our relationship. When these things happen, that's so much more effective than I hate. You know, using anger
0: and yelling. Right.
1: Because the anger and yelling. Yeah, it's it's generally not a great combination. Yeah,
0: I just thought this week, you know, with Christmas coming up, there might be some long time relationships that have got some history to them and yep. you might start hearing some of those expressions and it might be kind of nice to just be prompted to say i don't have to go there mm-hmm. so thanks for uh coming in to do do the show today and it's really great to see you hey good to see you as and well and merry, merry christmas, christmas oh, to
1: yeah. you and to all the listeners out there have a have a great christmas what a great time of year we've got christmas and a vaccine
0: that's awesome i mean Things are looking up. They are looking up. That wraps up our show for the day. Thank you so much for uh, spending time with me today. Have a wonderful night, and I look forward to spending time with you tomorrow. Uh, Kristen Scott Benson is going to be with me tomorrow, and Jeff Redorn. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful show. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night.